Welcome to episode five of the Front Porch Podcast. I'm Paul, once again, one of the interns here at Front Porch. Today we're bringing you some more memories from before we found ourselves in a global health crisis. This was an interview we did with a student who's been frequenting Front Porch for a couple years now. And as soon as I met him, he had ideas for the podcast. And he told me that we should be interviewing him. And so that's just what we did. You might find solace in the sweet ignorance of the time we were in. There's not a lick of coronavirus talk in our conversations. So, um, yeah, could be nice. of the Front Porch Podcast. We have in the studio today, the studio being uh, my bedroom upstairs in the front porch, um, Pedro, Peter, Peter Pan. You go by many names. I, I do. I go by all those names and a couple more. <laughs> what are the other ones? I think Peter Griffin is one of them. Peter Griffin? Peter Pan, Spider-Man. How did you get so many? You know, I think um, as a kid, it was the... Yeah, as a kid, during that time is when we had all the Spider-Man movies coming out. So I think it's just growing up during that time was when the movies were coming out, all the Disney or Sony ones. So Spider-Man, uh, Peter Pan, and then anyone whose mom allowed them to watch uh, Family Guy, that's why they definitely called me uh, Peter Griffin. That's funny. Not my mom, but. <laughs> <laughs> but you were born Pedro. I was born Pedro. When did, they, when did people start calling you Peter? So, here's a funny story. Now it's a funny story. Um, around like third grade, I introduced as Pedro, myself as a Pedro. And then there was this one girl who called me Pedro, just removing the R. Okay. So, for anyone who doesn't understand Spanish, Pedro is fart. Oh. And so, pedo in English isn't very good either. I don't think so. Like pedophile. You don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> That's You're right. no good. Not even if you... If you um, stretch the E to pedophile, either way, pedo or pedo, either way, bad name. So she called me pedo, or yeah, pedo, and from then, from that moment on, I just started. I just started to introduce myself as Peter, because I don't want to be called fart. Yeah, and I don't want to put someone else in a position where they can't even pronounce it, mm. or even give them the opportunity to say, "Hey, wait a minute, I know Spanish. Let's just call you pedo." <laughs> so I'm like, no, so Peter. Nice. So what should we use? Should we use Peter or Pedro? You know what? I'm th- I think I'm ready to take on the world if they want to come criticize me. But we'll go with Pedro. All right, Pedro. That's my identity, right? So that's you. Take it to the grave. <laughs> How? Who? Uh, why? Why do? Why do they call you Pedro? Do you have a grandpa named Pedro? Or um, uh, yeah. Let's see. I think I might have one grandpa or just some uncle. Um, another reason was like. 
because of the Bible. Okay. So, Big deal. The Rock. Uh, Saint Peter or El Santo Pedro. That's how mm-hmm. you would say it. And then I think they, I think my parents said that it was a very easy translation. Gotcha. English and Spanish. Peter mm-hmm. Pedro. And uh, where uh, where did you come from before uh, you lived in Slow? You've been here for I've been here for quite a while. To five be five six and a half years, six years. Twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So I came from I come from L A. Small city called East Los Angeles or East L A. So if you ever seen the movie Stand and Deliver, that's my high school. Wow. If you ever seen the movie Born in East L A., that's kind of roughly the area where I'm from. And what was uh, did you did you like it? I did. I, I still do. I, I get nostalgic thinking about it because it's definitely, there's definitely a lot of memories I had growing up from there. Yeah. Um, where we currently live, the house in the back is where my grandma is. Oh, nice. And prior to us living there, I had an aunt who, who lived there. Okay. So that was always the go-to place Your for house. family meetings, you know. Everyone would go there. My uncles, my aunts, cousins. Why? Because uh, the big boss was there. She's still alive. Your grandma. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's her name? Her name is uh, Teresa. Teresa. Or like Terry. Right. Yeah. Like the the saint. Like the saint Teresa. Yeah. And so you finished high school. Finished high school 2014. Came to Cal Poly. Came straight here. And what do you study? Computer engineering. Computer engineering. That's like the hardest one. They it's say one of them. the electrical engineers are like, I don't want to be a computer engineer. The computer science kids are like... I don't want to be a computer engineer. That is true. Because you get the worst of everything. That is true. Or, I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. You could see it as you get the best of both worlds. You know? I guess you're I'm right. I'm quoting Hannah Montana. <laughs> <laughs> you get the best of both worlds. A little bit of EE, a little bit of programming. Have you been computer engineer the entire time you've been here? I did. Wow. I mean, I have. Yeah, and I still am. I haven't changed. I thought, I've contemplated about changing, but I didn't. I stuck through it. What do you like about it? Mm. Well, I'll tell you two things, because since I got a taste of two worlds, right? Nice. The programming side, I think I like the algorithms aspect. I like, I definitely like some problems and some challenges, but not too crazy ones. And then from the EE side, I kind of like waves. Hmm. Waves, I think, is something so, what's the word I'm looking for? More than just interesting, but just, I don't know. It definitely grabs my attention has my hmm. the waves like how tell me more about waves i'm such not a so yeah uh a I'll, I'll, I'll tell you like a couple cool, um quick things that i learned from it so for example well what was one thing i was going to tell you um one thing i didn't learn oh one thing that i thought was that when you turn on a light it's just light staying constant hmm. but it's not so if you ever get a chance take out your phone go on slow-mo record it and you see it flashing. Interesting. So it's it's always on off, on off. It's just a wave. All the electrons, the photons, everything's a wave. Nothing can be constant. Hmm. So I like I like how there's waves all around us. The way we talk, yeah. the way we hear, you know, the water, the ocean, the light, energy. <whistles> so pretty interesting. What's been your favorite class you've ever had? I think data structures for programming. Interesting. From the CS side, for sure. Okay. I think from the EE side, mm, I think it might have been EE 302. I took that as a tech elective, and I only took it 
to stay with a group of buddies that I was hanging out with. Okay. I've never had friends like like I do now, these these guys. And I met them. I met them in winter of 2018, I believe. Okay. So. In class. In one class. Wow. And I had someone in another class. And it turns out they were all EEs. I was not. And then the week came, they started discussing about what classes sign up for next quarter. And they're talking about 302 controls, control systems. And I think later on that day, I went to go look it up on the internet or on the, to check my curriculum. It wasn't part of it. So I decided, fuck it. Tech Collective. I'm going to add it. Nice. So I took it to be with them. Man, that was a bitch. <laughs> we were in the library since week one. Whew. But it's over now. What are you... Um what did you find in that group of guys that you hadn't found in any any group before that? Yeah. Um, I think the, the easiest thing was ethnicity. Yeah. Since I'm Mexican, I didn't really find a whole lot of Mexicans here. Really? Yeah. I don't believe it. But maybe just because I wasn't just that. You know what? To be honest, too, I was I'm never kidding, that though. social. <laughs> okay. You know, to be honest. So I guess from my perspective... Stayed indoors too much, but I guess going from study place to study place, I never really found engineers. I mean, I mean Mexican engineers, hmm. at least in my major. Interesting. And so when I found them, I thought, oh shoot, you know, was that some like other Mexicans? The like first it, class you'd had with a group of that was the first class. Mexican engineers. Yeah, it was um, EE two twenty eight, signals and systems. First time I ever met a group of guys, Hispanics, Mexicans, that I could finally just spit some Spanish. <laughs> and I never spoke Spanish to anyone else. Wow. And so I just, yeah, we just kind of stuck together since I had a couple EE classes I needed to take and they were all EE. What was it like for the first four years of school to be in an academic space where you didn't see people that looked like you in those, in those places? At first, I thought it was interesting. I definitely got a culture shock. Yeah. Since I, I come from a high school that was just 100% pretty much. Or maybe it probably dropped to like 95% Hispanic. Okay. I started having, having some African-Americans. I only knew one white and I think two Asians. Wow. For the, all the, high in the high school. In, in my high school. At your high school. So when I showed up here, I was like, wow. <laughs> shock. <laughs> it was Lots a shock. of white people. So I thought it was kind of cool. Interesting. Um, after a while, I think it just sucked that I didn't really get the help that I, I should have gotten for school, hmm. just school studies related. Um, I blame myself. I definitely part blame myself and I kind of want to part blame, I guess, like other students. Cause once you get a chance to meet these other students, you start to get a, a, a sense of everyone's there. It's a, how would I phrase it? Every man for himself. Kinda, really? Kind of way. Yeah. Interesting. So, especially with programming. Yeah. You have to be careful how you help someone. Because they might take your your stuff. They they might, but it's just in a sense, uh, even if you want to help someone with code, you know, as soon as something is similar in code, even if you try to help them, all like, hey, I did this to solve this kind of problem. Mm -hmm. If you let them copy, you submit the homework, before you know it, it's going to pop up in the system hmm. and the professors know they have an algorithm they have it in the system that 
They check every single homework that gets turned in to see if there's any lines of code that match. And if they do, they get a red flag. Wow. They let them know this person matches with this person. We're going to send them an email or we're going to talk with them at the end of uh, the quarter. Hmm. And um, <laughs> yeah, you know, people have been kicked out of poly. People have been uh, definitely put on warning ones or, or strike one or strike two. Yeah. If you're getting caught. So that that major, I believe, is the major with the most number of students who get reported to um what's that office called i think where they had they handle cheating you know? okay the ethics or something like that office gotcha Jeez. Yeah, so my major is the one they handle the most so the way the work of the program is set up in a way so that everyone kind of has unique. to be everyone for themselves yeah and it kind of creates this culture that's like you, you're not you're not working together right yeah and i don't want you to work with me because if we start sharing then we're both, I might get caught. we're both screwed. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're both screwed. Yeah. But so when you found this this group of guys, these were people that were willing to work together to they were. get stuff done in a different way. Yeah. Even hmm. even one of my buddies who's, um, he switched from EE to CPE mm-hmm. after three quarters into here at Cal Poly. And even, even he helped me out. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. And how'd you find Front Porch? That is a good question. To be honest, I don't even remember when I came here for the first time. You, you know, you know how you know if you ever get that question asked, how did you two meet? Mm-hmm. And if it's more of like friendship, not relationship. Yeah. No one ever really knows the answer to like how they started became how they became friends, how it started. Mm-hmm. That's what it feels like with me with front porch. Interesting. I can't, I can't really tell you one specific quarter because now it's just got all mushed in there. It just hmm. got mixed. Yeah. But I think it had to be roughly, uh, maybe it might have been around spring quarter 18 okay. or fall quarter of 18. So the same time you met that that group? About two two quarters later. Okay. About cool. two quarters later is when we started to, I guess, I realized that they were getting coffee. And so I decided to uh, kick it with them too, get some coffee. Nice. Yeah. So now from Porches definitely has become this, this meaning of, um, or this this environment of relaxation school break yeah 11 to 12 every day <laughs> you know the time now yeah and so <laughs> so now we have this routine kind of set up with um at least this for this quarter that 11 to 12 every day just show up and get coffee pretty sweet before it would be um snaps asking people like at different times hey i'm going out to grab coffee anyone down nice you know? so there was no set time last quarter or you know, uh, overall, last year there was no set time. We just text. Is the this group that you're uh, this group of guys that you work with are the do you, are these the only Mexican engineers in all of Cal Poly? No, no, there's definitely more. Okay, yeah, there's just not that many in my major. Gotcha for CPE. Yeah, but now I don't really work with them. Okay, because now because they're courses just EE. Of- and I'm just CP. Yeah. So my final courses are CS related. Their final courses are just high end EE. Yeah. So, yeah. 400 levels. Do you know what you're hoping to do after you graduate? Uh, no, not really. But that doesn't scare me. Right now I have an internship set up and it's related to fire protection engineer. Okay. So no coding, no EE. <laughs> but 
Fuck it. Fire. <laughs> I'm interested. So let's see. Check it out. Yeah. It'll be in El Segundo. Back uh, near home, kind of. Back near home. That's cool. So. so coming to slow and living here, how did... um. How is the... I Tell me a little bit more about the, the shift from your high school and your life with... A, you know, a home base oh, okay. that was so strong that everything's around this this place where your grandma runs the show and yeah, um, all Not that. Really. She's just on the couch okay. in front of the show. But yeah, <laughs> no, I, I get you. Um, and then a place where there's not... A, do you have family up in this area? I do not. Nor do I have any other... Do I know any other student who's come from my high school? Hmm. I think in my year around eight or seven got accepted. Mm-hmm. I'm the only one that was that wanted to come here, I guess. Hmm. So I came here all alone. Um, you know, the whole shift. Wow. Looking back, what a journey. Like just to just to reflect on how innocent and immature I was, hmm. you know, on, on various aspects, like on a relationship level and definitely on a on a college bound mindset. You know, high school. One of those typical high school students, I. I had good grades. I had pretty top grades. I had like 37, 39. At one point, I was one of those people who had like a 4.2. Mm-hmm. You know, so I was smart. Taking the APs. Taking APs. I was smart. High school standards, you know? Yeah. Not much studying, just like most people can relate. Most students relate. And then coming to here, it didn't click right away. But mm-hmm. hey, you need to study more. Check came through, definitely. For <laughs> EE homework came through for that. But yeah, it didn't really click right away. Nice. What do you? Uh, Where were we? At? What do you do when you're not coding or looking at the waves? <laughs> uh, well, I started rewatching The Office. Nice. I see then, your shirt. Yeah. Greetings from Dunder Mifflin. <laughs> I didn't nice. realize I was wearing it right now. <laughs> Got me. Um. Oh, and then I'm into this new show called La Casa de Papeles, like a money heist TV show. Huh. What's it on? It's it's based in Spain and about. This group of people, just some robbers, some thieves, taking part into this big heist. Not knowing each other at first, but mm-hmm. someone organized it. And they're just robbing the Royal Mint of Spain. So I guess this facility is where they print uh, money. Yeah. So I'm barely on episode five, so we'll see how far okay. along I get this weekend or next weekend <laughs> with finals coming up. But yeah, besides that, on my free time... Well, I try to figure out what the other guys are doing in their free time. So we've kind of had a little pickup basketball game for the past three weeks. Saturdays, back to back to back so far. Nice. We'll have another one tomorrow. Do any of you live together? I do not. Some of them do. I think there's two that live together. And yeah, I think that's pretty much it. Other than that, we live, we have our own separate housing situations. Gotcha. At least the people that keep meeting up and hanging out front porch yeah yeah we have our own housing situations what's your usual drink at front porch just coffee just straight black i could do straight black but i mean since it's free you know thank you front porch <laughs> i gotta give a shout out to front porch i'll throw in a some dash of hershey's chocolate and uh some almond milk or milk whatever's available at the time nice very cool and do you have a favorite room in the front porch I know you guys hang no. outside. Yeah, That's we do. That's your spot. I guess we'll make that as our room. 
Yeah, that's an area. But, yeah, inside? No, not really. A little too crowded. Yeah, just can't get much work done here. Claustrophobic, a little bit. Yeah, just a little bit. But you could sometimes get work done if you find it. But if you're with a group of people, there's no point in pulling out a laptop. <laughs> just put it away and just kick it and just talk. That's right. Tell me some more about your about your family. Okay, sure. Well, I'm the oldest of six. So wow, there are eight of us. And how what's how old's the how old's the youngest one? The youngest one, she just turned sixteen in January five. And you're twenty four? Twenty three. Twenty three. Yeah. So it came out like this. Nineteen ninety six, ninety seven, ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand two, two thousand four. Nice. So from ninety six to oh four, about a eight year gap. Mm-hmm. Six kids. So you're all pretty close. In age, yeah, I guess so. Like to the you have one one sibling just a year younger and then another sibling just a two, two years, years younger. And then one younger from her, one yeah. year. Yeah. And then two and two. How often do you see them? Not often. You know? Now looking back because of college and being here, being stuck so long. Mm. There's even like the past two summers I haven't gone and seen them. Hmm. Since I had an internship last summer, I was in Arizona. I yeah. just saw them for maybe no more than a one week after finals and then i took off wow and then when i came back about a week and then i came back because school started the year before that i picked up a job in santa cruz nearby well scotts valley so i lived in santa cruz what did my, you do in girlfriend. scotts valley i worked for fox machine just like as a labor okay. you know but yeah other than that i was <laughs> haven't been home much definitely christmas break oh winter break i was there yeah so it's just uh just the holidays for sure, there's always going to be a good full two months that we don't see each other. Yeah. And then after holidays, after that, another two months. What are they up to now? Well, I have one sister in San Jose. Okay. I have another one in Santa Monica Community College. So, And she's playing soccer. I think my other sister is too. Um, so I still, have, I still have two in high school. He's a senior. My brother, and then I have another sister who's a sophomore, wow. so they still got, they still have time before they get a little taste of the real world. You think they're gonna come up to Cal Poly and? Uh, no. Oh, I further my graduation. Yeah, I hope so. Nice. Yeah. Cool. In June. Yes. Sweet. June thirteenth, I believe. It's big. Everything goes smooth. <laughs> it is. It is. I I feel it's gonna be big, at least for me. So. Do you feel like you've come down to the come down to the end, and I do you feel like things are resolving with a, a six-year journey at Cal Poly? Oh, when you put it that way, yeah. I feel like it's finally resolving. What do you think that the biggest things you've learned from the first year you you were here to this year? Wow, what was the biggest thing? Damn. Well, I think it would definitely be just developing this mentality and, and this habit of having to go out and get things for yourself. Hmm. you know it's not gonna come to you yeah easy at least for me too i'm not that smart where homework comes to me easy or, or knowledge comes to me quick i'm gonna have to go out and do a little more research and just read and read up whatever it is to just stay stay on, on top of like current news but mm-hmm. current news related to like my major yeah you know that's definitely one thing one big thing i've learned you know sometimes you're just gonna have to put in a little bit more work and what would you tell somebody who's coming in 
um, to computer engineering for their first their first year in Cal Poly and what 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 do you wish somebody had told you? I wish that someone would have told me, hey, just go YouTube and look up how to do this all hmm. the time. Because that was my first struggle. Because coding is like another language. You know, it it almost felt like telling someone, hey, go learn how to speak Spanish, but you're not getting an instructor. You know, so go. You're like, well, where, where do I even start? <laughs> so that's how it felt for me. But my dumbass should have just Googled some more shit and just simple like how do i start this how do i do this and then i would have got a feeling you know or maybe i would have just should have just downloaded the textbook look where what textbook was recommended for that class and then they would have showed you some samples just sample codes and i think that's all i needed i just needed to know what were some sample codes and from then on be able to think like a computer scientist and like oh i see this is how i could attack this problem with this problem Gotcha. That's what I wished. I would have known. Do you have any favorite spots in slow? Besides, besides front porch. porch. <laughs> um, not really. No good restaurants. Oh, restaurants? Well, anything, right? Um, I do like the Libertine. Oh yeah. I don't go often. If I had money, I definitely would go often. <laughs> I like the sour beers. Nice. So I'm a sour beer person. I know that's not a very uh, popular kind of thing to say yeah but some people like aren't into beers. them i like them yeah a lot of people i like, do what is this yeah i definitely like that um yeah i think i had a, a friend of mine she told me most people who don't like sour beers if they try out sour beers to start off they'll like it so hmm. i was never a beer person mm-hmm. not too long ago like two years ago or a year and a half mm-hmm. i didn't even drink when i was 21 i wasn't in that mindset that beer's okay it's still kind of gross but <laughs> anyway i tried out sour beer for the first time, I liked it. So they continue to still be my top list. Nice. Do you have a Do you have a favorite book? Do I have a favorite book? No, I do not. I used to when I was younger. I read all the Harry Potter books. Okay. All of them, one through seven. And I definitely read hella books on the Magic Treehouse. I don't know if you heard oh, of them. Oh, yeah. I know the Magic Treehouse. Yeah. Good I read stuff. a lot of them. What were their names? Ugh. I don't even remember, to be honest. The bro- brother and sister, right? Brother and sister, and that one, that one, the magic goddess lady. or that magic lady, the fairy, fairy godmother, we could call her. <laughs> but yeah, I read hella books, all the way to like thirty of them. Yeah, there were a ton. Yeah. Favorite movie? Hmm. Might have to be the Avengers. All right. Lately, have you seen the Avengers? I I don't I haven't watched a lot of the Marvel stuff. I just oh it doesn't it, it doesn't get you interested. No, I get it's you. just so much like noise and just, <laughs> you're not wrong there. <laughs> you know, and then sometimes you got a question like, okay, so who's gonna rebuild that city? <laughs> exactly. Or the next movie, it's rebuilt already. Okay, whatever. But I definitely liked Infinity War. Hmm. Uh, the most the latest one, of mm-hmm. course. You know when they defeat Thanos. And there was a sacrifice. Well, not... Yeah, there was a sacrifice, so someone died. Spoiler. Uh, yeah. Was that Iron Man? I don't know. You'd have to see. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could not be. But uh, besides that movie, I don't know if I have any particular favorite movie at the moment. But, yeah. Anything else you want to tell the people? Uh, let's see. Well, fun fact, I broke my face two times. 
how'd you break your face? <laughs> it's related to the same activity. Nothing different. So the first time I, I, what was it? So I fractured my nose and I gave myself a black eye right under my right eye. I was at a, let's say, I think it was roughly like 13 years old. I don't remember what year. But I know it was in the month of August. I know it was August 17 because August 19 was my surgery day. Okay. August 17, I was just doing some practice. I used to be in the dive team. Okay. It was a summer kind of thing, right? And so I messed up with one of my tricks trying to do a backflip. And halfway in midair, I just felt like my rotation just stopped. And I was just going to smack the water with on my back. So I pulled on my shins or right by my knees. I pulled on my knees to finish the rotation. But doing that, my right knee punched myself. Oh, geez. So I broke my nose or fractured it. Uh, and then I gave myself a black eye. And I was bleeding a lot. I never saw that. I never, I never got to see how much trail of blood it was, but it was a lot. <laughs> and then anyways, I got surgery two days later. <laughs> and then last year in the summer in Arizona while on my internship, uh, one Saturday I went to go to the swimming pool, just jump around. And I messed up with one of the tricks I was going to try to do, right? So my plan was to do a suicide bomb. So a suicide bomb is not as dangerous as you think. <laughs> But then again, I got hit, right? So maybe it is dangerous. <laughs> so you just go up and you just open yourself up like a like a starfish. And right before you hit the water, you just close up. Knees tucked in, arms hugging yourself. And it doesn't hurt. You you lead you lead the people to believe that, oh shoot, he's gonna belly flop. But you don't. So what I messed up on is that the diving board sent me forward instead of up. Oh. So sending me forward, I fucked up, and I thought, should I do it or should I not do it? And I shouldn't have done it. <laughs> and for do for getting that momentum forward, my left knee managed to then punch me in the same spot. Oh, man. Right under my eye. You broke your face the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so my nose was intact, but I fractured... My orbital, I guess that's that's what this is called. So I gotcha. fractured it. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. I didn't know that it was so serious and so bad until um, I drove home and I needed to blow my nose, and my eye felt like it was gonna pop out. Oh. What's your orbital? Is this a bone that like yeah holds your eye in? Yeah. Oh my. So I God. fractured it. And that's why my eye could have popped out. So I took myself to the hospital. Ooh. Got Did surgery. You surgery the next right day. then. The oh, next, next day. day. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Fun fact. That's wild. Crazy. But that's not going to stop me. <laughs> keep diving? Yeah, keep diving. How did you but how safe, did you get into way. diving? Um, oh, that's a crazy story, too. I met a group of guys who were doing um, some diving tricks at a swimming pool nearby my house. And so I, I started kicking it with them and started to like learn from them. And then I picked up tricks. And from then on, a lifeguard... Who noticed what I what I could do, then invited me onto the dive team. And so I did, filled out a form, was was part of the dive team. And if it wasn't for me, my family wouldn't be into water sports. Hmm. So now we're all like water sport and land sport people. Wow. Yeah. Sweet. So I joined I yeah, I joined diving. The following year, my dad said, All right, everyone's gonna do dive and swim <laughs> because I said so. <laughs> After this year, I don't care. If you guys don't want to swim no more, if you guys don't want to dive no more, that's fine. 
But yeah, everyone was forced to do dive and swim. I wasn't really up for the idea of swim, of course, because I was biased, right? <laughs> but I ended up enjoying swim. So I swam competitively, but just for the summer like program, ages 14, 15, 16. And then I dove 13 to 16. And then I became a lifeguard at 17. Nice. So that's how my family has continued to be part of, I guess, like that environment, that system. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Pedro. This is great. Well, thank you for having me. This is cool. Thanks for being here.